Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the show. This is Shows with Friends, the first show of the new year, 2023. And we just wanted to come back and say Happy New Year to everyone and check in on what we've been watching. You know, this is a show about watching TV shows with your friends, and we just thought we might take some time to check in with each other and see what have we been really into? What are the TV shows we've been watching? What are the TV shows that we're interested in checking out? And just kind of talk about TV for a little bit with our friends. So Eli... What have you been watching? Hey, Steve. <laughs> Welcome back. That's a great question. You know, we sort of left off the end of season one of Longmire. And yeah. the holidays were upon us. And so I'd like to even flip it back to the holidays last year. Uh, Ooh, good call. My mom came to visit for Thanksgiving and she and I were working from home together for a couple days and she was like, we need a show to watch in the evenings. I was like, yeah, any ideas? Believe it or not, we ended up watching White Lotus together. Whoa. <laughs> so we watched- A lot of buzz about that show. A lot of buzz about that show. We watched uh, a lot of the first season of White Lotus and I did continue and even caught up with the live airing of the last few episodes of season two. And have to say, Steve, I did get hooked. So uh, oh. the buzz is real. And um, have you seen any of it? It is on my list. It's one of the ones I was going to mention that you know, what happens with TV shows, right? It's just, there's so much content and you're just sort of marking like, ooh, want to check out that show, want to check out that show. And the list just, it gets so long. Um, but I'm glad you actually brought back, you know, all the way to the pre-holidays. And, you know, we we watched a lot of season ones of, of shows last year. So there's definitely like some catch up to do on some of those and what you and I both did after after that. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. I'm glad that you got to share that show with your mom. I the one thing what I heard why I want to really want to see it is I heard that that especially the first season was pretty funny of White Lotus, but maybe maybe I'm missing the mark on the tone of it, but it was or maybe it was just mm -hmm. the one character, the the woman who's really funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, there's definitely laugh out loud comedic moments um, in both seasons. However, I wouldn't characterize the show as funny. Um, okay. Nor any of the characters. I'm, I'm not sure if you're referring to Jennifer Coolidge, maybe her character. Yeah, that's she's yeah she's the one that you kept hearing about. Yeah, articles on and just sort of, and she's also the only one that carries over into the second season. Is that correct? She's the only main character in both. Got she's it. not the only character in both because, well, I won't reveal anything. But um, okay, cool. But she is the through line between the two seasons as far as like a character who's uh, at two different locations. For those who don't know, this isn't revealing anything about, you know, plot points, but each season is in a different location at this resort, you know, the White Lotus, which is like a five star tropical, you know, gorgeous resort. Uh, chain ostensibly and so the first one is in hawaii on a remote island and the second one is uh in sicily and yeah but yeah it's um there are definitely absurd laugh out loud moments but i would say the tone of the show is um it's a you know murder mystery essentially uh, okay cool. and it has a very unique format and this also isn't giving anything away, but you find out at the beginning in the first moments of each season that someone's dead. And then you go back a week and the whole season, you know, takes you through what happened and who eventually, you know, it's revealed usually in the final episode, I think, uh, of both seasons. Oh, cool. Who died. So it's, uh, it's a fascinating um, just format and it's, yeah, it's very good. But it's more like suspenseful and... The soundtrack is really pretty uh, epic. They use this one, specifically this one piece of music that invokes very like um, tribal and also like really stokes suspense and tension. So they have this like, um, yeah, it's it's sort of like you know when you hear that it's shit's about to go down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh as you know, like from doing this podcast and you get into a lot about the creators of shows and it's when I want to check out a new show, there's sort of a lot of different elements, right? It's the subject, like what could grab me, maybe some actors that are in it, but the people behind it also are interested. And there's a show on my list that, you know, I might mention a little later on that has an artist who, who's the showrunner that I like, but the the White Lotus guy is an interesting guy who, um, I think his name's Mike White, but he went to Wesleyan University. Did he know? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Fellow alumnus. Dewey, Dewey from School of Rock, who wrote that movie mm. and kind of has done some more, I think, uh, more sort of comedic y type stuff. And so this, um, I was intrigued by this, by him doing this, as it's kind of really seems to be going into the depth of his creativity and and putting, you know, really kind of letting loose. And everyone, all the performers and people have given him such like props and yeah, and are just be like, wow, I just trust this guy so much and what he's having us do. And you know, 
I'd go, I'd do anything for him. Like it's, I've just heard like these amazing things sort of about him emerging. And it's always kind of cool to see somebody who you think is talented or you like kind of go to a different plateau in their, mm. in their career and their artistry. For sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. White Lotus was definitely, is definitely on the list. Um, so should I tell you what I was watch what I watched? Yeah. All right. Um, I watched one of the main things I watched over the course, and it was similar to I do love it when in this day and age, like you can catch up to a show. So another HBO show that I caught up the first couple episodes of and then caught up to in real time when it was releasing, which is always a fun thing that you mentioned, is was the next Game of Thrones show, The House of the Dragon. Mm. Um, which I wasn't like, forget. I did watch all Game of Thrones and yeah, had my own issues like a lot of people did with sort of that final season. And the dragons were never my sort of favorite element of it ultimately, but they, I thought they did a really good job with this prequel and they was obviously the showrunner of it um, was the guy who did one of the best episodes, the Battle of the Bastard episodes, and made a movie with Tom Hank, and he was Hanks, and he was he was the showrunner of House of the Dragon, and he just did a really interesting job. They take you back like it's like 120 years or 150 years before everything that happened in the the first Game of Thrones series, and some characters that you'd heard about. Um, but it was exciting and, you know, they, they did, uh, they did a really good job and like visually it was really, really cool and they aged the actors up pretty quickly. So they switched out some actors and there was some interesting casting with like kind of like the kids or younger versions and then like more adult versions or like even, they're not even that old when they age, when they switch actors. They're like not that much older, um, but it was just enough um, and it was really interesting. So I had a good ride with that and it was kind of fun that like, you know, like they have the same opening music, like all of a sudden you're just like, bad. I was just like back in the Game of Thrones world with this new show and I was like, I remember kind of like having it be kind of like, oh, cool. Like nice. I'm happy that this is like, there's more of this content, like great. Right, right. Did you ever watch Game of Thrones or get into that? I did watch it, yeah. And I watched it, like I caught on not at the very, very first episode, but very, like I caught on in the first season. So I watched the whole thing in real time. Oh, well, that's more than me. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it for years. Yeah. I caught, I started watching it and then caught up to the final season. So I mm. think it was, I think it was like, whatever it was seasons the season before the last season yeah was when i was when i started watching it and then watched the last season in real time <laughs> yeah so something else fun though and that does tie in a little bit to this it's um it is it ties into earlier movies largely uh, but also tv okay and uh, it's really fun and that is netflix's wednesday Ooh, uh, the Wednesday Adams centric uh, new TV series, 
and just the first season is out. I'd assume they're hot on the production uh, trail. No, I do believe the second season is uh, greenlit, and uh, I'm not sure where they're at with it. But the first season came out very recently, I think even this year, and has been very, or no, the end of last year, um, has been very well received and uh, highly watched. Now it is uh, one of these shows that sort of uh, straddles, I think, kind of like YA and adult content, right? Um, but it is a very cool tie-in and homage to the earlier uh, movies from our childhood. And if you know you or anyone else doesn't already know, it's done by Tim Burton, so... I don't know what else you need to say to check it out. <laughs> oh, very cool. I actually didn't know that. Um, I mean, you're really watching all the buzzworthy worthy shows, the Wednesday shows, but yeah. talked about a lot as well. And I, I guess I missed that Burton was, what is he, like an EP, or did he actually like I like, think he's credited as director. Um, I would imagine. Wow, that's awesome. Um, although, we, you know. We're not experts, so um, no. no, we'll check that out. But I think, but even his involvement makes yeah. me more intrigued to check it out for sure. Yeah, and he's like, he's not like you know buried in the credits. It's like Tim Burton's, right? You know, um, so one of the best parts, and um, you know, I don't want to give anything away for you or anyone who might be listening, but one of the really fun parts is. They, I mean, it's a great show. I'll just put put it out there. It's a great show. Definitely check it out. Um, cool. They actually incorporate um, even some of the cast of the Adams Family movies from our childhood. I don't want to say too much because it's really fun the way they do it. Um, but it's really a well done, fun, actually suspenseful series and. Um, my fiance Jenny and I watched it together and really just like had to kind of, you know, slow our roll so we didn't binge it. Um, and so oh, we actually, wow. yeah, we watched it pretty much once a week and had a lot of fun with the first season of Wednesday. Oh, that's, so. You know what? That's great. I'm putting that on our, our view on this. So you, well, you do feel, because obviously, you know, I have a seven year old son, but it's, you do feel it's kind of in that more mature adult. It's for adults, right? And that's what it looked yeah. like in the branding. To me, it wasn't or about... Or teenagers, like, wasn't like sure. Like Because these kids okay. are, I believe, in high school. Um, yeah, it's it's based on high school age kids. So if you were that age, sure. And maybe... So Wednesday's, Wednesday's a little older. She's going to high school. Yeah. Is the, is the sort of premise. Yeah. And I wouldn't... The themes and stuff are too graphic and violent for smaller children then. That age, for sure. I would not recommend it to uh, anyone under uh, about that age. Maybe, you know, a precocious 12, uh, 13-year-old, a young preteen or early teen. But no, I wouldn't. It's just a little too scary and spooky. Um, But a lot of it is really interesting and cool, and it deals with some great topics and then of course it's just the Adams family again so it's uh it's not a departure from uh past installments it's just uh, a new update focusing on Wednesday in this time of her going away 
to a boarding school called Nevermore Academy, boarding school for Ooh. kids who are like Wednesday. Uh, so yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, really fun one, and certainly eagerly awaiting if there's a season two uh, here in our house. Well, that's exciting that Tim Burton's involved. Any actors of note, like the parents, are they anyone that we would be excited about? Or? Oh, yeah. It's Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, wow. As Morticia. And awesome. Gomez is played by Luis Guzman. <laughs> oh, wow. It's so good. I mean, they yeah, you see Catherine Zeta-Jones and you're like, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, because like she both looks very youthful wow. and almost so, like so. Raul Raul Julia in the movies, right. and then Luis Guzman in the new Netflix show. Well, that's a huge. That's a huge. That's um, interesting leap there. That's, yeah, yeah, that's super interesting. He's great. Obviously, like one of the great best character actors we've had. Yeah, and great supporting cast. And um, I won't spoil any fun surprises of uh, some gems in there but really fun the um the update the homage to um you know the earlier installments just really fun really well done and um yeah if you do watch it maybe we'll chat about it but i don't want to get into anything so no, um, I'll, I'll leave it there but yeah that was probably the most like fun current show that um that i've watched in the new year and i also though wanted to see you know we did leave off with season one of longmire and i couldn't resist re-watching <laughs> season two again so i wanted to see if you nice. had gotten past season one on longmire or any of the shows sort of we had watched you know last year yeah i did i did have one more sh i did have one more show that I, that I wanted to mention that I was watching that I liked and touch on a bit. Um, but we did, uh, both my wife Jennifer and I, we kept watching Longmire into season two. Um, we found it to kind of just be like a nice watch, like late at night, like throw it on. Yeah. Um, you know, in bed on the iPad or whatever. And uh, so, but yeah, so yeah, enjoyed it and kept going for a little bit sort of after we we had done recorded that series um of the podcast but um another show uh that i watched um i got is sort of falls in the disney star war star wars world i watched the obi-wan kenobi series that they did with ewan mcgregor did you see that no i'm not star a wars star guy? wars uh post the original three movies guy got it um, I liked it. I mean, if you are a fan of, of Star Wars, the content um, is is really great, and it was, um, and Ewan McGregor was awesome in that role. And I like when you have the actor who's played the role like years before returns for like this other iteration of 
the character or the story. It sort of happens a lot sometimes in like Marvel with like Logan, like Hugh Jackman's last like Wolverine movie that he did and um, uh, Picard and Star Trek, although I didn't watch, I haven't watched that show yet on, on CBS or Paramount Plus, I think is that's on, but that also looks kind of intriguing to me. I'm not like the biggest Star Trek guy, but um, again, it falls in that category of somebody who's done a whole had a whole life with a character and then now is returning to like do it again or, you know, do the the sort of final chapter. But, um, they did a good job with it. It was, it was a nice complete kind of mini series. I don't think it's meant to like keep going. It was just sort of in there and had Darth Vader and it had, you know, a lot of kind of cool elements, um, to it. And there's another, another star Wars show, called Andor that's on my list to check out that I've that I'm I've been interested in for a while. I just haven't had the time to to dive into it. But that was um the showrunner for that and the the creator of that is uh, Tony Gilroy, who did like Michael Clayton and a lot of amazing screenplay, screenwriter and and filmmaker and um so I'm looking to check that out. But yeah we can and we can go back to uh some of the shows we covered previously and one of which we just watched the pilot of that I finished the first season of, um, which was uh, The Bear when we had that special episode with yeah Avrin and Vanya from Rom Crime. We talked about the pilot. Um, we went ahead and watched the whole rest of that first season and really enjoyed it. I couldn't get that far in it. I watched the second episode and and I just... I'll see the third episode yeah. on Hulu sitting there. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm in for this ride. Yeah, it's an intense one. A lot of what, you know, especially if you have a relationship with the restaurant industry in any way, you know, it's just sort of like, oh, I don't know if, you know, if I want to go down that road. But I, I found the characters to be kind of cool enough in the circumstances of it and and honestly that main character that main actor was just kind of what kind of put it over the top for me to kind of want to just keep just seeing what he's going to do with that character in the in in the show and he didn't disappoint at all he he was really fantastic throughout the whole thing yeah as was the kind of supporting characters in it, it was kind of really held up it had one of those endings that was like simple enough, but oddly confusing. It took me like a few days to kind of work out after I saw it. And then I sort of felt like, Oh, I should have gotten that a little, a little easier, but it was just sort of like, it was subtly confusing, but, but then in the end it was like, Oh no. Okay. That's what, that's what happened. All right. Got it. (laughs) But it just took me a little while to figure it out. Mm. Um, how far did you go with Longmire when you were when you were circling back? Just season two? Um, I watched all of season two and I don't know if I am now starting season three again, technically. Uh, but yeah, all of season two for sure, which is definitely, you know, there's a an obvious sort of format to the episodes and this sort of what we've called a mini caper. Um, 
But the evolving and deepening stories by the end of season two get really intense, like really intense. Um, yeah, wow. So that was really, you know, fun to, uh, to watch that again and um, sort of timing of things. They like really, really turn up the heat. Woo. And yeah. Nice. Going into season three, you're like, oh, like your world is kind of upended a bit. So it's a, it's a good one. And I would definitely recommend, you know, continuing through. But I did. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I did like, you know, the be- even just the beginning of season two, uh, you know, coming out of one, you very quickly start to get a lot more depth to these characters and backstory. There's so much backstory in season two. Yeah. I mean, I still, I think for me where I'm still left off is, even though we wa- kept watching it a little bit, it's like, I don't know what's happening, what happened there, right, with the with the wife story and what he did. And, and it's, yeah, it definitely does a good job of hooking you. And I feel like we will return to it and, and want to sort of go for the ride. Um, speaking of finishing things for the ride... For season three, we did watch the final season of Dairy Girls. I don't know if you caught that or kept going with Dairy Girls at all. No, that had a sweet, that had a sweet and fun ending to it. Nice. Um, no, and I know Gentleman Jack had another season. I wasn't able to carve out time to watch that i think you may or may not have seen a couple episodes you were mentioning to me no no i did not see that either yeah definitely looking forward to that um yeah and the other were you into the lord of the rings did you see the lord of the rings show that they did i did not i do like the movies but um no, I didn't see that either. Yeah, I want to check that out. So many options, so many options. There's yeah, it's almost too much. <laughs> Something I did come back to though, uh, which I highly recommend as well, is I don't know if you caught this at all or have seen you know stuff about it, but uh, the Wu Tang story, Wu and American Saga, um, which is uh, produced by. The Wu Tang. Um, yeah. yeah, is that a Hulu show too? Yeah, I forget if it's Hulu or FX on Hulu. Um, oh, okay. So, might be straight up Hulu. Um, I watch it on Hulu for sure, and that's uh, one of the places it airs. Um, but I'm not sure if it's that sort of FX on Hulu scenario. But it's, um, yeah, like all pretty much all the original members, of course. Um, not old dirty bastard, rest in peace. Um, but almost all the other original members are um, consultants and/or producers contributing to the show. So it's all based on their actual story and lives. It's wow. I don't know if they consider it a sort of historical fiction or a biopic or where they put it you know, on the scale of like, you know, based on true events or 
I mean, it's based on true events, 100%. I just don't know how factual it is, how much there's sort of embellishing for the story. But it is 100% based on their story, their lives, their crazy intertwined lives um, that the Wu-Tang was born out of in this crazy time, just in history and music and America and pop culture. And um, so it's fascinating because you know most of this happened and these are real people you know they don't falsify names or anything you know this is like the real story including um you know record execs other artists etc and so not only is it just like a really cool production and incredibly well done and thought out but it's really well acted uh, I mean, the, I think the whole thing's great, but the casting and acting is awesome. Um, what is structurally? Is it like a miniseries or an event, or is no, it have like multiple seasons? It's a multiple it's like season ongoing. episodic show. It's ongoing. Um, I wow. believe the third season is done and gonna drop soon. I think this month, even maybe even next week. Um, so there's two seasons out, and. Basically, by the end of the second season, where it is now, Wu-Tang has like just started to hit, basically, on a... Oh, wow. So they're just starting to get recognition, but it's still really, really early in the story of them as, you know, artists, because the whole first season is just about, like, the backstory and what um, precipitated the sort of moment where they went all in and it's it's fascinating i don't want to spoil anything but well it's i mean it's always intrigued me in a in a medium where it's you know maybe at most rappers group together and it's like three people right or that was the sort of what it was the format was exactly and they kind of broke that so then how they figured out to have such a large hip-hop group i mean i would imagine it's just a cool element to that story or is totally. a part of that story in oh, some yeah. way, right? Yeah, it's really like this collective and the story centers mostly on Riza um, or Bobby. It's his right. real name. Um, Bobby Diggs. Riza the Riza. Um, and before he became the Riza, he had a brief solo career. And this is all totally factual. You can find these songs. This is the real music that they're playing. Riza also uh-huh. is like creating the music for the show, so it's like the actual oh, cool. historic music and newly create you know new score and stuff by Riza, cool. and it's just incredible the detail. I mean, how often do you get this kind of a um, music biopic where the artists are still? alive and involved and you know <laughs> yeah sure um, it's it's pretty rare the access and ability to recreate actual history um, but yeah so it centers around a young Riza or Bobby Diggs and I didn't know the full backstory to the Wu-Tang excuse me I didn't know the full backstory to the Wu-Tang but it's not only this, you know, amazing story of against all odds, this large group from Staten Island, uh, from the projects mm. um, on Staten Island, making it at this time of sort of hip hop 
uh, crystallization and um, and but more than just that, their stories are crazy and super intertwined. And there's all this like interconnectedness of the members of Wu Tang family. It gets much deeper, beef, like fights, like deep seated beef. Dude, fucking Ghostface Killa was like with Rizza and his older brother Divine, who's involved in managing and the business side. Ghostface Killa was with and got their sister pregnant, their little sister. Oof. Dude, it's so, okay. yeah, like I don't want to get you know into too much because it's lot. so no, fun to learn Sounds if you're cool. not a scholar of the Wu-Tang stories. Uh, it's just fascinating, and it's, it's, yeah, it's really great. So that's um, the other new, um, you know, current show that I've watched lately that I'd really highly recommend anyone who's a fan of music, the Wu-Tang, just even this era of music um, and hip-hop, really fascinating and just incredibly well done. The actors are great. The guy who plays, you know, ODB is amazing. Um, I forget if he is actually Old Dirty Bastard's son. I know that they did cast, I believe they cast one of the rapper's actual sons, and it might be him. In any event, it's just uh, worth checking out and seeing if it's, you know, sort of your your speed. And historic, you know, just as a historic journey back to the late 80s, early 90s, it's really, really fun. So highly recommend that one for sure. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah, there was this other show that we were planning on watching very soon was that uh, Fleischman is in Trouble, the Jesse Eisenberg show on Hulu. Right. It's about kind of people in their 40s, I think more affluent, like New Yorkers in their 40s, but just sort of um, midlife crisis um, but it's been one of these things that everyone's been asking us if we've watched it. <laughs> you know, you have like multiple people from different parts of your life. Like, have you seen the show yet? Yeah. Like, oh, you got to see it. Yeah. It's so um, funny so when that happens and you have to discern like, um, are enough people talking about this so that I need to check it out? Or sometimes what happens for me is I'm like, too many people are talking about this. Maybe right. I need to hold off. <laughs> so it can be mixed. <laughs> like, and White Lotus, I was sort of like, I don't know. And then on a whim, my mom and I, you know, were like, well, I mean, Jennifer Coolidge, I mean, people, HBO, come on, it's got to be good. And we did. But well, sometimes that's a turnoff for me if too many people are talking about it. Yeah, that's a nice opportunity too. If your mom's visiting, and you're like, "Let's watch a new show together and like share this experience that we've heard so much about." Like, totally. that's the perfect opportunity, really, to like check out a new show and and uh, that's awesome. And then specifically too, with like with the case of the Wu the Wu Tang Clan show, you know, I was in you know I'm in New York, obviously, but I so I in the subways. There's been a lot, you know, when it first came out, there was a decent amount of billboards and, and posters around town and publicity about it. And I was like, marked it like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to check that out. And then things happen and you're 
totally. working and you're doing watching other shows and it's just sort of like yeah gets added just gets added to this constant list of content that like i think we won't be able to get through in our entire life and then also <laughs> you're like i'd like to read a book too at some point like when am i going to fit that in yeah <laughs> books with friends coming soon uh, oh yeah i just I finished like a great Why book not? Uh, also based on a historical event I didn't know much about. I'm not going to diverge because this is shows with friends, but um, we could definitely even maybe have a oh, book Oh, you should just episode. tell us that it'll be a TV show next year probably. What's the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I will. Um, we'll put a pin in it. I know, you know, cool. people are probably now like just just drop the book name, but I don't want to get uh, yeah. too sidetracked. It's completely just a divergence uh, entirely. Sure. But I did want to say that, um, you know, obviously some of these shows are based on books, um, and so sometimes just knowing the source of a show or the creator, or as you've pointed out a few times, the showrunner, is enough to really get you interested uh, and to check something out. And so I think it's fascinating to even uh, look at, you know, just in this little episode today, we've touched on a few shows each, not a ton, but kind of with each one, we gave a little context on what it was and how we got there, right? So um, you had watched Game of Thrones and we're ready to check out a new installment, a prequel, right? And... Um, even just the Wu-Tang story, uh, listeners here might not know how much I love hip hop. Um, but I'm a huge fan of hip hop and of the history of hip hop. I've read books on that. In fact, um, one yeah. called the yes and the y'all to drop a book name. Um, but this story not only centers on something I'm so fascinated about, but like I said, has so much authenticity involvement of the actual people they're representing and such amazing music and um that white lotus soundtrack uh that i pointed out so i felt like added so much to that also really well acted high production great creator and story uh, all of that and then this next level of this intense soundtrack you have to listen to that song just like after this google white lotus song it's there's something okay. so visceral it's very like um tribal the vocal sounds in it I, it's hard to even describe but and then you know as you were saying um we watched the bear right and something mm. about that story that lead character both you and i as we revealed on that episode have strong relationships with working in restaurants and food service um, and history's there. So something about that show that's like visceral, I think is one of the words we used. So there's always something, right, that gets you to press play, but among a sea of options and a sea of recommendations, what is it that gets us to press play? I think there's a whole other episode yeah. there probably, Steve. Yeah, there, and there's a whole... There's a whole other episode there. There's a whole other sort of segment of, that I kind of intended to bring up that maybe mm. is just could be another episode too, which is kind of going platform by platform and talking about like what are the shows you're in, what do you, th 
so like the offerings from Paramount Plus and the offerings from Hulu and the offerings from Netflix. So like going through the Paramount Plus shows the other day and I was like, huh, there's like a Sylvester Stallone gangster show. There's like <laughs> yeah. a Jeremy Renner politics show. There's the whole Yellowstone thing and the uh, prequels of that with like, what is like 18 something, 99 with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirian. Like, are we, are these do these shows look good to us? Are we supposed to yeah. put these on our list? And then like you know Netflix for me it was like Wednesday. It was there was a few others. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool to kind of do a like what's out there mm-hmm. episode that were that interests us, or even just talking about like does this interest us? <laughs> like yeah, it's like there's just so much to be like. Do I want to watch this show? Well, interestingly, <laughs> um, over the holidays I was visiting with a close friend who you also know, uh, another Stephen Paul. And he actually had some really great recommendations. And they were all the shows he would recommend on Apple TV or, you know, their Apple Ooh, yeah, Plus, that's another you know, platform I didn't even know. Streaming platform, about right. So he was um, at the end of a subscription term um, I don't currently have a subscription. Mine ran out. And so he was kind of binging and catching up on anything he didn't want to miss once that subscription uh, had lapsed. And so I got a little short list of like, definitely check these out when you subscribe again, you know? And so. No, that's, yeah, it's great that's, to bring yeah. up. To, someone just yesterday recommended Severance to me. Oh, because they had gotten them in screeners right. of them. Severance. Yeah. Um, he had a few other great ones. Um, there's, um, oh, what is the name of that one? We w- um, we watched we watched Physical. Mm. Oh yeah, he said which that was, was really good. So that was good too. Yeah, we we watched the first season of that and it yeah. was excellent. Um, and also, just to continue on that theme, um, there's a new show starring Natasha Leone. Um, Oh, yeah. On Peacock. And so really, I think what we're getting at is there's too many services now. Like, we don't even have our finger on the pulse of all these shows anymore because there's too many options. Oh, which reminds me, uh, my fiance and I also did watch both seasons together of Russian Doll. I had seen season one, but hadn't watched all of season two. So I don't know if you did watch that, but... Um, no, that's a Netflix show. Netflix, right? Natasha Leone. It's a it, um, Groundhog Day scenario. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're now that we're talking platforms, I'm remembering shows that I like forgot forgot that I had that I had watched when you said um, when you said Peacock, Peacock um, which of course is NBC's streaming arm. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, oh, but I on Paramount Plus I watched that Godfather show mm. that where it was like um, the making of the Godfather, okay, movie saga, yeah, um, which was which was an interesting ride. Um, the Offer, it's called. Mm, okay, um, okay. Miles Teller and Dan Fogler it was Coppola. It was it was interesting, um, and that kind of like it was the actor who played um, Robert Evans. Um, Robbie Good, the actor, was like amazing in that, um, in that role and that era of Hollywood. It was very kind of intriguing, and the mafia. It was all very, very interesting. So yeah, I think perhaps what we're getting to here is maybe there's just 
another episode where we get together and talk more <laughs> in-depthly about what's out there, what we've seen. And because there's, again, there's so much we can't even remember everything that we've watched in a conversation together. Very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, this has been a lot of fun and a great, great time talking about shows with friends. Hope all our friends out there listening are still with us here in the new year. And maybe some new friends will find the show. Thanks, as always, for listening. Bye, friends. Bye-bye. Hello, friends, and thanks for listening. We just wanted to take a quick moment and let you know that we are really excited to be a part of a growing podcast network. It's called Connected Podcasts. And there are many other great shows on the network that we think you are going to enjoy. That's connected, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-D, podcasts.com. Thanks for listening.